110 days in Ann Arbor, Michigan on the football field. We don't want to coach average. We do want to win because winning is the epitome of team effort. Every coach who ever put a whistle around their neck strives to be the head coach at The Ohio State University. Welcome back, everybody, to Buckeye Bar, guys, here on Buckeye Bar Talk. I'm Mike. And I'm John. Tonight's date is uh, Wednesday, April 12th, 2023, um, after uh, a a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, we're a little bit <laughs> I feel back. Like our last from... show might have been in February. Yeah, it's we had a lot, lot going on, and uh, just a lot going on. So, yeah, and uh, because the the basketball Buckeyes uh, didn't really perform this year, so we can't. We didn't have as much to go through in March. UConn did win the national title, though. Uh, for anybody that did not know me and John and our youth did live in Connecticut for a few years. So, uh, we are, uh, I'm representing the Huskies. uh, We do appreciate the UConn uh, basketball program. So, uh, that was, uh, it was a nice thing for us to to see that. Uh, um, but anyway, onto the the Buckeyes. Do you think it's debatable? Is UConn the best men's basketball team in the last 25 years? I mean, they're right there. I mean, they they got the most national titles, right? Yeah, I mean Duke's got a few too. Duke's so probably got would, what three. Carolina has three or four. Yeah. Kansas probably has two or three, right? I think they. I don't know. I would argue that they're right up there, top four. I mean, I, I, I mean, I know they do occasionally miss a tournament too, but when they get in, they win it. So, yeah. No, I would say that they were. They're right there. I would say probably between them and. Duke and North Carolina, that's probably your top three over the last, I would say two decades, two decades plus a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, Kansas has got a few, I think, um, but they also have, I think more first round exits and second, <laughs> round, second exits. round exits for sure, man. Um, than probably anybody. And, uh, I mean, Kentucky is definitely the most overrated out of all the, out of the bunch. I mean, how many, top classes did he have and every year it seemed like for a while there's like Kentucky's going to win the national title Kentucky's going to win the national title he definitely had a run yeah so I mean they're up there but I would say that they're probably the they probably have more overrated time than any of them uh, just because I think they expected a lot more titles than they've gotten Um, yeah I would say that those are my top three between UConn Duke and uh North Carolina. It's uh Kentucky, the the Ohio State of college basketball. <laughs> should we not should we not go there on this episode? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't want to go there right now. <laughs> no, I, I mean they're not I don't think they're so. not though. They're not even. I mean they don't Ohio State at least gets close to, you know, national titles more often. Yeah. Um all righty. So uh on to the football team. Uh we got uh spring game coming up this weekend so we're going to talk uh just kind of our some of our expectations about the spring game we will do that at the the back end of the show um but we're going to start off with uh i mean this they have gotten uh, in the last what two weeks uh they 25 stars uh combined i mean they've loaded up big time on offense uh got a big defensive kid yesterday they got a, a bunch of crystal balls for a few other kids coming up i mean we does not seem like this is going to be uh, ending here anytime soon it seems like we could be possibly hitting a few more people over the next few days possibly um going into this weekend um 
But I mean, they got, I mean, they, and the offensive side, so the five-star Mylon Graham, wide receiver, uh, QB Aaron Nolan, which is literally the best quarterback name you could ever have. Um, so I'm really excited about that. I would love to see Aaron Nolan win us a Heisman one day. Um, James Peoples running back, uh, four-star. Um, and then the two Armstrong brothers, offensive linemen, both four-star twins out of St. Ed's. And then they added Peyton Pierce uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. linebacker. Um, so and that was a that seems like a big Laurinaitis win as he was the one that really built some rapport with him. Um, so I mean, we'll be getting in that to here in a second because it seems like James is kind of building some rapport with a lot of different players. Um, it seems like some big time all defensive guys could be looking our way. And if he starts doing that, uh, I mean, we've talked about this in the past, but I'm, that's like promotion level to me. Um, you know, how was Heartline a, uh, grad assistant for a year or two years? I can't remember. Um, but, uh, you know, they need to probably promote him. Uh, if he, if he nails a couple big time kids as a grad assistant who really can't go out to the road, I can, uh, only imagine what he could do on the road. And at that point, uh, either the NCAA, uh, adds another coach to the coaching staffs or Parker needs to, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't see where else the missing link could be like, you know, I mean, they seem like Knowles wants two guys in the back end. So, you know, you got your two guys back there. Um, you have to have a defensive line coach. I mean, I know Larry is going to be retiring eventually, but I don't see James becoming defensive line coach. I mean, I guess he could, if he understood the concepts, but you know, well, I, I, would, I think they brought in, and I can't think of it, it as a Lyle. Yeah, I think they, they yeah, brought they him brought in, it. I think, to be groomed. So Yeah, so I think they already have their idea who the next defensive line coach is. So, you know, I, I Parker's the only one I don't see that's really holding his weight. I still don't can't, I don't know where, and he gets a pay raise this year, which is mind-boggling <laughs> to me. The, I, I mean, I would love that job if somehow, you know, be a, you know, I don't ever like, I, I hate beating him up. I just, I don't see his name on recruits coming in and no, you don't, don't land anybody. Like, I just like, I, I make a big James linebacker coach slash special teams coach. I think like or none you know. shit. Knowles could be defensive coordinator, special teams coach, you know, like I'm sure yeah. there's something Eliano has been a special teams coach before that's, I know. Well, I mean, and I, I know the safeties had a really rough end to last year, so I don't I don't think Eliano graded out an A by any stretch of the imagination. But the fact that Parker Fleming's only making like thirty thousand dollars less than him or something, I'm like, <laughs> you've got to be shitting me. Yeah, I mean, it can't be. So, that's not even real. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I don't like beating up on Parker. If they would come here and say that, you know, Parker is, I don't even care if they could somehow justify keeping him at his normal salary, the salary and making him some sort of just, you know, quality person that doesn't stuff. take a coaching spot. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm cool <laughs> like, with that. They could spend whatever money they want, but <laughs> I haven't heard the guy signing a single player. So, I mean, yeah. we, you need James out there. Yeah. Assuming, so, you know, he's doing a good job, which it sounds like he's working with pretty much. He's coaching the linebackers is what I've heard. So, yeah, that's what I've heard too. And I mean, it sounds like he was the big, he's really was uh, the really got the Peyton Pierce thing going. And so, I mean, 
like I said, I it, to me he was always like I just I it was always the one thing I always kind of kicked all their butts for over the last few years. Like the guy's been on the radio in uh, Columbus. Uh, he's smart as hell. He's he's basically the defensive version of Brian. I mean, it just he's more successful than even Hartline was in the pros. But yeah. it's like you know a guy that loves Ohio State football, absolutely smart as hell when it comes to his position, and you know, doesn't necessarily, and he has, he has money. So he doesn't really, he's not really going to be greedy and trying to, you know, necessarily just, uh, you know, market himself. I mean, he's going to put the team first and I'm not saying that he would never eventually take a job somewhere, but I think the job's going to have to be the right fit. Just like I think it is for Brian that, you know, I mean, they're not necessarily in the market just to go take any, you know, stupid Mac job just because they want to become, start building a head coaching shop somewhere. So like, yeah, like, they, they need to think, not do that. Yeah. And I just think that he's, I think, I mean, I, I could be wrong and we'll see how this year goes. It's just like, I really think he's the real deal. And, you know, if he's, seems like he's and it sounds like he's doing a lot of the recruiting in house, you know, meeting with a lot of players when they come in and, you know, doing a lot of phone calls. So, I mean, I can only imagine what he would be like out in person out on the road. So, you know, but let's try to, you know, move this back into, yes, you know, (laughs) the guys we got, you know, so, you know, obviously we'll start with Pierce just because he's the only defensive player. I mean, film looks really good. I like what I see. Definitely uh, seems like a very hard worker. Definitely seems like he's going to, he'll fit into the kind of this defensive philosophy very well, I think. And so, you know, that's a big thing for me is that, you know, definitely a guy that seems like he he can move and he can kind of cover a lot of ground. And when you're kind of playing with a lot, with just two linebackers, you know, that's kind of an important thing. You know, a lot is expected out of the linebackers because, you know, there's only two of them out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree, but like you said, tape looks good for him. He definitely fits the philosophy for uh, Knowles's linebacker room and uh, James coaching him up. He'll do great. But yeah, I liked what I, I definitely liked what I saw on film. Um, not position wise, but just remind me a lot of like Caden Curry, like his motor is just go, 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 go. So you always yeah, love to have guys that. like that. Yeah, I definitely can see that. So that was um, very happy with that one because, I mean, they've kind of been in the mix for him, but it just seemed like uh, out of nowhere, they started really getting some buzz for him. And then it just like started getting more and more serious over the last couple of weeks. And uh, to where we got a couple of the big crystal balls and, you know, kind of when, you know, when Wood Fong and Carolick and those guys start throwing and they don't just throw their crystal balls just to throw their crystal balls around right. um, like some guys do. So, you know, I started feeling pretty confident that they were going to nail him, you know, yeah, when they got him. Um, offensively, you know, we'll start with the skill players first. Um, starting with the receivers and uh, with uh, Graham and uh, peoples. We'll start with those two first, and then we'll move on to the quarterback into the offensive lineman. Um, I mean, with Mylon Graham, I mean, I wasn't really expecting much different out of that one. When I heard that he, it seemed like that uh, 
you know, he was leading Ohio State's way. I'm like, all right, they're going to seal that deal just because it just seems like that's how it's been over the last couple of years. <laughs> that's just it's what just, Heartline does. It's like, it's weird. It's like, a, it's like, you know, we're coming off as selfish that, uh, <laughs> you know, spoiled. That it's just coming that, you know, it was like a guaranteed thing. Once, once it seemed like it was going that way, I like, I, I just had no doubt in it. That was, it was actually probably the one I was the least surprised of when I, when they actually, when he committed, I was just being like, you know, it kind of felt like every single other person, you know, was that Ohio state was doing very well and close. Like they were the leader going into the final day, but like there was other options on those teams where I thought, okay, you know, they could throw a little monkey wrench in here and you know pick one i didn't think that coming out of graham at all i thought that he was going to commit and when he did brian is like thanos when he is after the stones he gets them i mean that's just heartline gets his receivers and i mean i don't want to you know i'm definitely not jinxing anything but because it's a long shot, but uh, Jojo Trader from uh, Miami area, he's been starting to <laughs> tweet about the Buckeyes and he's going to be in town for the spring game. So who knows? You might be able yeah. to make up some ground with him because he's, he's high school teammates with uh, Jeremiah Smith. Yeah. And he's yeah one of the top receivers in the country. Also, he's actually I think he's listed as the number one athlete in the country. So, yeah. Um, yeah, they somehow. <laughs> If they could somehow pull that, you know, I'm always very hesitant with Florida kids just because, you know, it doesn't, you're not the winner out the gate. Doesn't necessarily, it's like the, it's like that, uh, um, it's like the stud thoroughbred. That's yeah. just all, it's all, uh, it's all speed and no endurance. Well, even look like, at, look at Ennis, you, you didn't keep Ennis. I mean, he went, he was committed to Oklahoma and then Lincoln left. So that wasn't like, you know, their big win or anything. I mean, they obviously was their big win and they held him for a long time, but yeah, they fought off some value. And I mean, yeah, that's always the thing with especially the South Florida kids. It seems like, you know, you always got to, you know, just cause you win early doesn't mean you're going to win at the end of the day. With no. them. You know, those kids, it just seems like, you know, they are, I don't know if it's what it is in the water down there or whatnot, but it's like, you know, they will commit and schedule their next visit on the same day. So like <laughs> they love, they love saying they're going to Ohio state. And then they think about the weather for a second. They're like, yeah, you know what? Let me schedule a visit to Georgia. Just, <laughs> just to be safe. <laughs> yeah. Just to throw that one out there. Um, But you know, so yeah, Miley Graham, very happy about good film. Um, great film. I mean, he's a five-star receiver, so not much you can't like, or you don't like about him. Yeah. I really like a lot of the stuff I'm seeing. I saw out of people's. I like a lot of the comparisons. I mean, I've heard people say that it's like, you know, if Trey and Dobbins, you know, were like cloned together. And I mean, that's kind of like, uh, I mean, obviously you'll see what you'll see what you'll see when it happens, but we'll, we'll see like if he can break away like Trey or if like, he has the jump cut like Dobbins, but I like comparisons and when yeah. they throw comparisons out like that, you know, the, you know, he's shown a lot of good things on film. You know, he's already a pretty well-built kid, I think, for, you know, coming out of high school. So, I mean, a couple of years in a college football program, he's going to add a lot of nice muscle to him. And, I mean, he's going to be a big dude. Yeah, I he's, think. he's yeah, pretty uh, He's pretty stocky already. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, if they could get 
if they could get uh you know maybe not so good if if he ends up let's just load it this way if he ends up being not so such a good tray and not such a good dobbins but they're like he has like some of their best skills from both of them then yeah he's gonna be a stupid <laughs> he'll be dangerous good. Like, yeah, like, so, yeah no. I mean, I'll, I'll accept that any day of the week i'll, so, t- I'll take a little bit of this a little bit of that so uh but you know i'm really happy um really happy with that one um Aaron Nolan, it's like it kind of felt like he kind of came out of nowhere. You know how I feel about lefties. You know how I feel about lefty quarterbacks. No, I don't. I'm a lefty, so I'm okay (laughs) with that. Uh, I I still get nervous. I mean, we'll see how. I mean, obviously, it's in this day and age, it's a lot harder to lose quarterbacks once they commit because there's just not so many out there, but there's precedent to it. I mean, they've lost quarterbacks, obviously. Yeah. Uh, you know, the kid is from Georgia, which doesn't, uh, you know, when you got the defending the two-time national champion, and I don't know how much necessarily they were in for him, but yeah, you know, I, I think they're okay on there. I think they got some pretty good quarterbacks coming in. Okay. Um, but it's just, you know, there's obviously a lot of schools down there, you know, is Nick going to come in harder, push harder for him? Uh, well, he has you know. good quarterbacks coming in. So, yeah. So, you know, so some of that stuff might be pretty good that, you know, we might be able to hold anybody off. Um, but, you know, yeah, obviously that one's always, you know, I'm not going to say that it's an asterisk, but, you know, it's it's definitely one you got to keep an eye with. You know that that recruiting battles are not over yet, that people are going to come after him because, you know, he's just he's in the heart of the country that just there's a lot of big time football talent right now and football schools. So, yeah. you know, I think he's going to, you know, especially if he looks really good in school coming up this coming year, you know, he's going to there's going to definitely be some buzz behind him. So, you know, definitely something that, you know, keep an eye on. Well, I mean, um, it's nice because him and Jelani Thurman were high school teammates. So at least he has, you know, the familiar familiarity with Ohio state with him. Um, but yeah, and it, it's a battle. I mean, Miami's talked to the kid. Clemson's talked to that kid. You never know how NIL plays out. I mean, Texas school could come out of nowhere and just say, Hey, we need his quarterback. You know, here's, couple million dollars in oil money <laughs> have fun with it um yeah. I'm either last year or the year before though i mean he was an undefeated starter and a really competitive georgia football won a state title so definitely he's got winning chops to him um very accurate passer like to see that maybe a little bit like cj stroud um, not much. I mean, not much of a runner. I think he's a little bit more athletic than Stroud, but definitely like don't expect Justin Fields coming in or anything. Yeah, but the kid's a hell of a he's a hell of a passer. Very accurate. I don't think he has quite the zip of some of the quarterbacks we've had in the past on his arm, but you don't always need it when your receivers are <laughs> wide freaking open, you know? Yeah, and it's just another thing that we're becoming kind of spoiled with because you just know that. Uh, you're going to get a top quarterback, you know, the high four star, five star quarterback is yeah. going to, he's going to come to Ohio state because of Ryan day. So, you know, obviously now it's like, and it's just, this kind of like, you know, <laughs> Ryan day, Brian Hartline are just 
bringing in top quarterbacks and receivers. And then, you know, it helps that, you know, the top receivers like the fact that top quarterbacks are coming and the top mm-hmm. quarterbacks like the fact that top receivers are coming. So it's a nice little cycle, it's a beautiful uh, cycle going on. And then finally, you know, St. Ed's, uh, so the Armstrong twins uh, are committed. And you talk about a hell of a line that line is. I mean, you got two kids coming to Ohio State, one kid going to Michigan, another lineman on their team's going to Michigan. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously St. Ed's is what we talked about, you know, the the the, um, the college basketball teams over the last 25 years. I mean, you know, the you could very easily say the last uh, 15 years in high school football in the state of Ohio has belonged to St. Ed's. And uh, it's kind of seems like that they've, it just morphed from St. Ignatius over to St. Ed's. Yeah. And, I mean, it's from, you know, the, the how dominant of high schools that they've been and all the division one titles that they've won. Um, but probably, probably looking at more with that offensive line too. Yeah. I can only imagine they got to seem like they've, they're probably the favorite going into next year. Um, which wouldn't surprise me one bit, um, but a big get. I was happy that we got them. Uh, well, they're doing a hell of a job recruiting right now for Ohio State too. So, I mean, you can't you can't undersell that either. Because I've always said that you know that's that's a huge part of Ohio State's recruiting classes is when they get that in-state Ohio guy that becomes you know Mister Ohio State, and yeah. they're always on campus. And that's why when all these other recruits come in, you know they talk with them and they coordinate everything, getting those guys in there. And it seems like the Armstrong twins might be, you know, taking yeah. the reins on that. So I mean that yeah. that's a huge huge deal. Yeah, you like that. Yeah, I mean especially yeah you know, when you have big recruiting weekends and stuff like that. The Cap- Captain Captain Buckeye. That's what we call him. <laughs> Yeah, they can always be there um, and, you know, and they just make everybody feel at home. And that's, you know, that's something different than necessarily being a, you know, a kid from last year's class that's showing you around or, yeah. you know, whoever on the team. I mean, that's somebody that's going to actually be in your class who's going to do the battles with you on the field. And so, you know, so, yeah, that's a big deal. You know, Luke Montgomery was that last year for us. And, you CJ know, it's obviously was the year before Sawyer was and, the year before that. And it's obviously something it's a, it's a, it was, it's a position of concern right now because, you know, there has been tackle issues um, that we really have to hit some big home runs over the next couple of classes and home runs is not necessarily, you know, going out and trying to get the five-star kid out of Texas or the five-star kid out of Florida, you know, there's some good you can't miss on projects yeah you can't miss on projects but you know there's usually some good four-star kids in ohio yeah that are in you know those shouldn't be projects so you know go get them and like and it seems like you know we've missed on a couple here and there throughout the years like it seems like that maybe they've kind of been like out of sight out of mind and stuff like that i mean like you know these are the kids you know they understand your backyard they understand ohio football you know, they, they play this every day, every weekend, you know, they play in the type of conditions and, you know, these aren't bad kids. And these are kids that with the proper coaching and the proper development, they could be superstars and go play in the NFL. You know, this is a part of the country where sometimes I think offensive line recruiting comes off a little harder than it necessarily should for them. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I understand if you want to go get a big tight kid from, you know, a Southern school or whatever, you, you want to 
circle a couple on there that we're going to go all in and hey, that's that's great but go get your three that are in ohio go get the, the number one two and three kids that are ohio offense alignment get those kids first because they're going to commit right away and you almost should be bringing in a bit about five offense alignment per class anyway so like <laughs> you know right I mean, you definitely, you know, you got to focus on your your best players and, you know, kids that play spring ball and that are just developed and ready to go a little bit further ahead. But like you said, I mean, you got all the way from, you know, Illinois to Pennsylvania, you, you got to reach in all those areas. And I know some of them are harder than others because I'm sure most, you know, Pennsylvania kids, Penn State can keep home. But you got good talent. You got big kids. You can go out to Wisconsin if you want to. You get things are close, and Wisconsin, hell, now with Luke, that might be a hard get. To, even though that was always a hard get. To, I mean, the fact that we got Hensman out of there, that was yeah. highway robbery. So, yeah, yeah, that might like, not happen again. But there's still, you know, there's kids in Big Ten country that you can get that can become your line that you can get them, you know, coached up. Fry will do a good job. Well, of course, you still want to aim for the fences with those five-star yeah, kids. Too. You definitely do. It's just my only concern is just sometimes seems like that they've put every. You could go all in on those big-time kids and still like to me, a kid from Indiana. If Ohio State comes in, the kid's four-star. He's you know farmer boy, whatever. Yeah. And, you know John Deere here, and uh, he's yeah. Ohio State offer is going to go big deal for him. And that's same in Ohio. And there's all these kids all over Ohio that can do that. Like, I don't even know if you necessarily have to leave Ohio. There are plenty of four-star offensive linemen in Ohio that I think can play football for Ohio State. Aim, that- aim small, miss small. And I think that's what Fry, I think that's what Fry is doing this cycle because he kind of came in like, he had to try to clean up for stud and it was a very hard task that first cycle for him. So I think he's like, you know what? I got to build my numbers. I can get good quality people. I just got to focus on them. I got to treat those kids right stud. You know, I think his issue was, and I'm not going to say I know 100%, but I think his problem was he hated recruiting and he put all his eggs in the basket of the national kids, but he never freaking talked to them. And there was such high competition that all the local kids got pissed off that he never even like, address yeah. them you know yeah and it just seems like some of those kids it just doesn't take that much to get them uh, like no and like i said there is room for five to six offensive linemen in every class and i'm uh, like it's such a high turnover position because kids don't make it and all that stuff that like you should not be going into any season not thinking in my opinion that five shouldn't be your mag right like, that should be your getting so like there has to be two to three kids and on the state of Ohio that you can just be like, that could be your first three kids right out of the gate. It's not like, and it doesn't affect any of the other stuff. Like you could still throw in offers to the five best tackles in the country thinking that you might get one of them. But if you can get those three kids, you at least got somebody coming in that are good. They understand Ohio state and they're going to play their asses off for Ohio state. So, you know, that's their school. And, that you fill in with the national kids. Like it's kind of seems like, you know, the, like the philosophy was like, we're going to try to get the national kids and then we'll fill in with the Ohio. Right, kids yeah. We'll, the we'll go make them an offer at the end. If we don't, 
you know, fill yeah, all we so. can. And it just, uh, I've, I like Fry's approach this year and that might just to beat build rapport, you know, develop guys yeah. and go from there. But I still think, you know, I, I think his strategy is better than stud getting three star guy projects at the end of it all, where these yeah. guys, you know, these guys might be high three stars, four stars, whatever they're four stars, the twins, but yeah. I, I think they're well ahead of, and I don't, you know, I'm not trying to bash any kids or anything, but there's a couple in a class that stud had to fill with Ohio lower rated kids to make up a class. Cause he struck out so much that it, it was just a lot of projects and they haven't really seen the field yet. Yeah. And you know, and the, the one thing about these two is, you know, they come from a well-coached team, you know, oh, St. Yeah. Ed's is very well coached. So like, I, I know that they're going to be, you know, they obviously still have a lot to prove, but I think that they got it. They're going to have a good head on their shoulders coming into the program. So, you know, I I'm excited about that. I definitely mm-hmm. like what Fry did here and got him right out of the gate. And, you know, this is a, this was a big get for get both of them. So, you know, I was happy to see that. Sure. Um, all right. So, you know, that's pretty much the commitments. Uh, we didn't get anybody new today. Um, does seem like we might hit somebody, hit a couple more kids over the next few days. Um, but we'll talk about that in our after spring game show. Um, when yeah. we gets to it, if we get a couple kids, all right, it's a spring game. Uh, you know, it's uh, a <laughs> national weird ho- this year. It's a state holiday. <laughs> in the state of Ohio. No, it does kind of feel weird. Yeah. I mean, I, I just don't, to me, like we found out today, Devin Brown's not going to play, which that was the whole thing. If, you know, people were looking forward to like, who's going to look better McCord or Brown. Cause you figure, you know, with all the running backs beat to death that they were going to have to throw the ball a lot. Um, so now, I mean, it's, it's going to be the, the transfer from Morgan state and McCord doing all you the heavy lifting. Just, you kind of just put, uh, I mean, obviously the black shirts are going to be on McCord. You just have him be the quarterback of both teams. Like, cause what's his face isn't there yet. Right. Keenholtz. No, I don't think he's so. coming in. So. I think he's coming in the fall. I, I could be wrong. He, I don't think he's there yet, though. No, because no, I thought he's I coming. Think, I, yeah, I think he played spring sports and he wanted to <laughs> finish up with that. Um, so yeah, I mean, McCord just throws to everybody, but I am looking forward to young receivers being out there. You know, I don't, I don't think there's much of a need to have Marv doing too much out there. I mean, what's the what's the point of the risk? You know guy knows everything at this point i would like i hate saying this and i know as a fan yeah i'd love to see marv out there but as uh as i as also a fan i would like to see marv not be out there so like you know i think there's enough young receivers on the team that if uh if marv and abuka were out there i think i'd be okay with that and possibly fleming too like i don't care i think we've seen everything that they could do they're not gonna Making a couple of big catches in a spring game doesn't really, to me, doesn't translate to the regular season. Well, it's, not um, worth, it's not worth the risk either. Yeah. So, yeah, I would like to see maybe some of the other guys out there. Let's see what Ballard can do. We have a whole list of 2022 kids that even play last year. So let those kids see the field and see what yeah. they can do. Um, I'm excited to see like Carnell Tate, Jelani Thurman, though. Um, I mean, you've heard a lot from both of them. Rogers and Rogers, you know. So, yeah, you've you've heard a lot about both of them, about both Tate and Thurman. So yeah, I want to see what they look like. Um, you know, 
they're big dudes too already. Uh, I, I want to see the offensive line at least look competent against the defensive line. I'm a little, I'm a little scared that that's going to look kind of ugly. Yeah. To be honest I mean, with you. You know, we know, uh, we know a big time offensive tackle from, uh, <coughs> from uh, Texas A&M hit the port or is getting ready to hit the portal, either hit it today or sitting it tomorrow. You know, if I was Ohio state, I would uh, throw a word out to him not to make any decisions until after Saturday. That Well, I think Saturday us- is the first day that you can get into the portal. Okay. So they shouldn't bother us. <laughs> then. Yeah, I would. Depending on what Saturday looks like at the offensive tackles, like I would have a very, very uh, strong conversation possibly with him. Um, his name escapes me right now, um, but I know oh, that he is a Mike Michael Wickoff. I, it's Wickoff is the last <laughs> name. I can't think of his first name. I think that uh, he could be. Uh, you know, he's uh, he's a known guy. He's played. He could really possibly help us if anything on depth. If, and if there's definitely seems like there's a hole at the one of the tackle positions, if not both the tackle positions, you know, might have to really kind of throw that in there because, you know, they can, they don't have a necessarily a tough schedule early on in the season <coughs> that I'm too worried about it, but, and they could survive a Notre Dame loss, you know, as Virginia tech. And that's just my opinion on that. If it would happen, yeah. they could survive it. Um, but the problem is they got a tough schedule in the conference. You know, obviously you got your teams that you're playing against. And I mean, you haven't been to Madison. It feels like in a hundred years. So like uh, Luke is there now. It's so. been a minute. They're, yeah. I mean, they're rebuilding, but still it's Madison. I don't and, like that. And it just feels like a night game. And, and it's you know, later on in the year, isn't it? Yeah, it just feels like a night game. It just feels like the ESPN or Fox. Who? Well, it wouldn't be Fox, but <coughs> and I don't know. If you're ESPN in Ann Arbor. Yeah, you're gonna be at Ann Arbor. <clears throat> you know, I, I would feel more confident by that point that the offensive line should be ready to go. Uh, but it's a concern, so I definitely want to see what the tackles look like. I, I think we'll be fine in the interior. I don't know how the health is of everybody right now, but I'm not really too concerned about that. I mean, we're, we're pretty experienced up the middle. Um, even with the new center, in my opinion, um, you know, I just, the tackles are a little worrisome and it just does. We don't, it not only do there's just a lot of green players there. We don't have a lot of them. And it just seems like, it's not like they have five guys where, you know, they're just going to keep plugging and playing until they find the right two. It just seems like, you know, we don't have a lot of options. Right. No, I agree with that. So a little worried to see what that looks like. Um, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it is. Um, I don't know. I mean, health, like, I don't I don't know who's healthy. I don't know who's playing. I want to see a lot of Sonny Styles. I think he can make some plays out there. Yeah, I'm ready to I'm, see them. You know, can I just say, though, I'm a little frustrated, like, them saying, hey, we got to find ways to get Sonny on the field. We want him to do, you know, be out there for things that he's going to be great at, just not good at a little bit of everything. You want to you know how to get him on the field? Put him on the f- freaking field, man. Like, yeah, he's your if he's your best playmaker, let him be on the field. It doesn't matter if he's great in every situation or not. I hate hearing stuff like that. 
I understand you got yeah. a lot of players and a lot of you know egos out there, but you got to get yeah, five. Lot, you got to get your five star safety out there. They do got a lot of returning players, and you know, honestly, I don't know if they really know yet where they really feel comfortable putting him. Like he's just such a big guy. I mean. Is he a linebacker? Is he a safety? He can still move, though. I mean, he's a safety. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think he'll, they'll get him out there. It's just kind of... I think that just are... It just kind of seems like that they're slow playing him a little. That, uh, you know... Yeah. But I definitely think like they'll get to get him out there. It's the same thing with uh, CJ Hicks, and I know you got guys coming back, and those guys were productive, but they got to get him on the field too. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, you know, a lot of guys have to see the field. And I was surprised as many guys came back as did. And, yeah. You know, that kind of, uh, <clears throat> you know, in a lot of ways, it's a good problem to have, but it's also in a lot of ways that, you know, it just creates a, a log jam for, you know, players that it seems like they are ready to make their move. And it always puts coaches in a weird position. And I know as fans, like we can say, like, it's very easy to go on Twitter and be like, what has Steel Chambers done for us lately? Put CJ Hicks on the field or, you know, what's this guy done? And it's like, you know, I mean, they're good players too. And yeah. it's like, so, and it's kind of like, it puts them in a weird position to be like, you know, I know it's easy to say, well, you know, the best player plays, but if the best player and the second best player are tied that are close, then what do you go with? Do you go with the young guy because he's got more years on the field or do you go with the veteran that's been out there for a long time? And so it's always a weird position for coaches and, you know, and I know I'm going to be on Twitter too, just like everybody else, you know, complaining when you know, Sonny styles makes a big hit this year. CJ Hicks makes a big stick this year. And I'm just like, why are these guys on the field more? <laughs> like, right. uh, you know, there, I mean, there are good guys in front of them too. So it's just, it's a weird thing. And I, I definitely kind of, it's not an envious job to have for, as a coach to be like, you know, it's very easy for a fan to say, let the best player play. You're also not watching them every day in practice. And you know, who is the best player showing out every day? Right. No, and no, I, I get that totally. Yeah. Um. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to see what, uh, you know, I really like kind of just off the same thing with the, what we just said about the offensive tackles, you know, I think Larry and Knowles, they need to have the defensive ends just go at these guys because, you know, I think we need to have a lot of questions to answer really quick. Yeah. You know, you have this guy, this possible transfer out there, and, you know, this might be a spot that you might be actually be able to pull him in on and be like, yeah, you could cut. He, you know, this might be an intriguing spot for him if he thinks he can come start here. So, you know, you got to kind of see what you got. So, I mean, I would let you know, Tuamala and Jack Sawyer go to town. And, Kenyatta you know, Jackson, Abel, yeah, Curry, like, you know, let, let them all go. Go, go, go. I completely agree with you. Don't, don't put McCord on his butt, but, uh, you know, you just touch him. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, let's see what the tackles can do. And I would I would speed rush them to death and bull rush them and everything else, and let's see what they can handle. And I think that's the way I would approach this. I would really – you know, they usually don't do a lot of exotic blitzes and stuff like that, you know, defensively in these type of games, but you know, 
Let the you don't need to be doing a bunch of exotic stuff. Let the defensive line. There's a lot of talent there. Let them go at these guys yeah, yeah. and you know work at them and see what they're yeah where they're at. And I think that would be the appropriate way to handle that situation. No, I I agree fully with that. Yeah. And then, you know, linebackers, like I said, it's kind of the same thing in offense. I don't need to see a lot of steel and a lot of timey. You know, I want to see Hicks out there. I want to see some of these other guys out there. Gabe Powers, you know, Reed yeah, I want to see, you know, and the safeties. I want to see Kai out there. I want to see Sonny out there. I want to see, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I want to see Burke. I want to see some of those guys, too. But I also, you know, want to see. uh uh, why is his name escaping me right now? The the one that was injured last year. I can't think of it. Um, Jordan Hancock. Hancock. Yes. Um, I want to see him. So I want to see some of these guys <clears throat> to see how they look. So, you know, I'm okay with the guys that have played a lot, either not playing or, you know, kind of, you know, you go out there to get uh, a round of applause from everybody out on the first series and move on out of there. It's a spring game. So like, I want to see what some of these other guys look like. No, too. I want to see the kid from, all miss wasn't D- Davidson Egwinosin like yeah I mean but day I mean what do you say that today that he's changed the culture of that room or something about like that uh, he's just changed that room completely so yeah yeah I, I definitely want to see that guy out there it's started to kind of feel like that he's already taken one of the starter positions so I mean you know. I don't know I mean from everything you've seen and heard and Hancock and Burke have had good springs I mean they said Burke's had a great spring so yeah well, it, I, it could I, be I, a three-person starting room you know and I don't I, I, I don't know I mean that he's a big I don't guy. like a lot of I don't like a lot of rotation on the back end of the defenses but there's no reason why at linebacker you shouldn't be able to have three starting linebackers. I mean, you might have to play three linebackers at once be anyway, so you have to have three guys ready. So, like, you know, get Hicks ready to kind of rotate with both the Hatabi and with, uh, you know, Steele, and, yeah. you know, get him in there at times. You know, you don't have to do a five-person rotation. Like, you know, a three-person rotation is fine at linebacker. Uh, three-person rotation is fine at quarterback. That doesn't take away a lot of reps from a lot of the quarter. Like, you know, and then... You don't need you know, three safeties out there. You can have three corners out there. You can. You know, I, it's... And probably in situations, they might. Like, you never know. Like, that was always kind of the thing that... You know, they can kind of do different things with that, that setup. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> but yeah, a lot of, a lot of intrigue. I, I mean, it's a spring game, but you know, I'm always looking forward to them. I'm kind of bored with it after 30 minutes. See, like that's right. kind of always, at least they, they, they end quickly though. They got the running clock and everything. So they, they go very fast. Yes. But I'm looking forward to it. I, I want to see some of these newer kids and, um, just to kind of see where it's at and you know it just kind of helps me you know after kind of just how sometimes long winter can be and you know we've you know we had some really nice weather this week kind of feels like the weather is starting to turn yeah um so it's like it just kind of feels like in a good position of having the spring game and kind of gets you ready for summer and so i'm looking forward to it just uh like i said i i look forward to it's starting and uh you know i'm usually done with it pretty quick but it's it's just nice to see football again no i totally agree with you <laughs> all right anything else you want to hit tonight before we call it a night nope i mean we'll, we'll we'll touch base next week talk about the spring game and if any concerns are really there or not and go from there man 
Yeah, sounds good. Alrighty, let's call it a night. All right, well, thank you everyone for stopping out tonight to the Buckeye Bar. I'm John. And I'm Mike. O-H-I-O. Oh,